Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Cavs fans. <laughs> Cavs going to game seven. Just won the uh, biggest game in Cavalier history. It is. It is. It's the best game in Cavs history, actually. It wow. It was amazing. I mean, That's kind of weird to think about, right? Uh, I think it's awesome to think about. I mean, well, yeah. Most awesome things are weird to think about. For I mean, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. <laughs> Oh man, they that was good. Where'd you watch it, man? Were you uh, at home? Well, I was at I was at my house. Yeah, um, just chilling on the couch with my buddy Eric, who I've kind of watched uh, Cavs game with all season, and nice. uh, it's just been it, it's been a heck of a ride this year. So I'm I'm just super psyched, and now actually uh, Mallory wants to jump in here. So let's let's get him in here. So, shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Oh holy my shit, gosh, we're recording already, Mallory. <laughs> I, like, I like enthusiasm. That's all right. Yeah. The, the what, you, yeah what do you want from me? I mean, I, I, don't like, know. I'm just I think that's an appropriate response, frankly. Game <laughs> I think LeBron said, what the hell to like Seeger, like, um, right directly I after the game. Ty Lu in his press conference, he said it, they, they played. Did. He said they played two <laughs> shitty games to start the. Yeah. <laughs> God, what a what? Okay, so I don't know what I've missed so far, but what a game! Oh, um, Steph Curry, you know, should we start there? Well, let let's start first of all with uh, LeBron. I mean, that that's kind of where the conversation should begin and end. I mean, he was uh, the best basketball player on the planet again. <laughs> and I think uh, you know, sort of going back and, and alluding to what we're going to talk about in Steph. There's no question in my mind that LeBron James is the best player on the planet. Despite the fact that he truly looked exhausted, and, and really the last two games, you could see the exhaustion in his eyes. He is not taking his foot off the pedal, which is, I mean, you know, that's, that's pretty startling. Yeah, so he played 43 minutes, had 41 points, 11 assists, 4 steals, 3 blocks, 8 rebounds, and shot 16 of 27 from... The field, three of six from three and six of eight at the line. I mean, and that and that was after two days ago playing forty three minutes or three days yeah. ago playing forty three minutes. I mean, that's like that's a, I mean, Steph Curry's not playing that that number of minutes. No, no, no Warriors players, no, especially and, after being ejected. So seriously, um, I mean, I'm just yeah. That was that was one of the greatest games I've ever watched. So what life. about you, Mallory? Where are you at? Are you at, you're at your apartment? I'm at my apartment. I was supposed <laughs> to go to watch with Robert, but. I drank a little bit too much last night. I wasn't feeling sitting in a bar. I honestly like hate watching these games at bars because I can't focus on it. Well, and it's not a Cleveland bar either. You you, you have detractors. Mm. You're in you're in New York though, right? Yeah, I'm in New York. There, I mean, New Yorkers are rooting for Cleveland for the okay. most part. But um, so what about know. you, Ben? Where are you at? I'm in my bed. <laughs> you're in your bed. <laughs> it is six oh eight in the morning time. You've been up all night. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So, but it's, but it's, I, uh, it's a good time, though. It, was it is a good time. So what did you see from LeBron tonight, Ben, that was um, – well, I mean, was he just – it wasn't really anything they were running. It was just 
the being the best player on the planet, right? I mean, what did you see? Like, he did. He and Tristan did some things that. Oh my god! That was absolutely amazing. And so, what Tristan did on the as the role man and actually finding shooters and finding oh LeBron was funny. Yeah. And so, like LeBron moved off the ball, and Tristan was able to find him, and some other guys were able to find him, and he had all of these. I, I love the two-handed LeBron dunk. It just like makes me oh my gosh. more happy about his evolution of the power. Yeah, well, and not only that, the the Jr. Well, first the Kyrie steal, throw it ahead to Jr. and the over the shoulder. Yeah, value, behind the back. Oh my god! Over the I, shoulder was amazing. That was one of that. I said that's a top three all-time Cavs play. I honestly, every single solitary like threaded needle pass to Tristan Thompson that LeBron had was unbelievable. Tristan Thompson played the game of his life. Actually, honestly, Kyrie Irving played the defensive game of his life. He he played very well. Um, and I I really thought that the Warriors uh they they lost their composure. Oh, totally. Draymond Green came so close to getting another technical foul. I mean, yeah, he really did. Scarily close. Honestly, I, I mean, and and we can talk about this later if you want, but the the Steph Curry throwing that mouth guard. If this were any other game, he would get suspended. That he would. Yeah. No question in my mind. I mean, that was that was like an egregious, stupid. Like, what was that moment for Steph Curry to lose your cool to that degree on the biggest stage in the world? Is insane. I've never seen a player lose his cool like that. I, uh, well, I've seen a player lose his cool like that. I've never seen a player of his stature. Right. I mean, you've seen like so much to his team. Right. And and this is the two-time reigning MVP and the reigning NBA NBA champion. I mean, for that guy to melt down in the way that he did, and I mean, obviously that that's a pretty big moment for him. It's the first time he's ever been kicked out of a game. You know, six fouls. That's a big moment, and obviously on the, on the biggest stage when he's been wilting under that stage for the last five games is big, but to lose it like that, I mean, honestly, to me, we, we've all said, you know, to a certain degree, this team goes as Draymond Green goes, and he's following the lead of the leader of that team in Draymond Green by melting down like that because that is exactly what you would expect of Draymond Green. Yeah, and so... One of the things that's happening to the Warriors a little bit is that the injury bug is taking its toll. I mean, they lost Andrew Bogut on kind of a freak. Uh, yeah, J.R. Smith rolled rolled into his knee. Right. Um, uh, on like think, a layup or something, right? Yeah, and I didn't like, think there was anything dirty about it. Definitely not. Uh, J.R. is not that kind of player either. Well, and also the way it happened, kind of he he got hit up high, right, and then just kind of. Flop down him yeah. and uh, Bogut's leg kind of got trapped under him, uh, and then Iguodala's back. He clearly yeah. is not the same player. Minus twenty five tonight, pretty much the worst player on the floor for the. Uh, Although the he Warriors. was playing his heart out, despite no, that. I mean, yeah, he was. He was. I'm huge, huge props to the way he was playing, but his back he, is. It's hurting, and when you have back problems like that, they don't just disappear overnight. In fact, it'll probably get worse before it gets better. Right. Like he's going to be sleeping on the floor for the next three days. I mean, I like Nate, that, yeah. everything about that tonight was incredible. Honestly, to me, the, the other than I'm yeah. <laughs> um, other than than obviously LeBron and 
the Steph Curry storyline and the Tristan Thompson and the Kyrie Irving storylines, I think the biggest story here is that Andrew Bogut is clearly very missed. Oh, he is, and he really sets a tone for him defensively. Great of course. setter, great passer, very good finish and finisher and role man. I know you, Ben, are an enormous Andrew Bogut fan. And, I mean, uh, the, the way that he was playing under the basket yeah. is just big. I mean, uh, I love me some Bogut, but honestly, I think this game a lot of had to do with the refs. The refs called a pretty tight game, and that is hugely in the Cavs' favor. Right, I, I'll agree with you. Uh, the Cavs, yeah. they did call a pretty tight game, and of course, uh, who who were the officials? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Mauer and um, who called some pretty egregious calls on the Cavs early in the night, yeah. and then I can't remember who the second. But ref was, but he was someone who I actually thought did a pretty good job. But but this uh, was this was the team from that Spurs Oklahoma fiasco, right? Yeah, but those guys, uh, I think seventy six percent of the time, the home team wins in the playoffs when they're refing. So oh, uh, the, the Warriors can may may have a case for crying conspiracy theory. But I thought even more than the officiating, we were just talking about the injuries. Iguodala. Clearly not the same player. Uh, minus twenty five yeah. for the game. Uh, Harrison Barnes has uh, was not not good. I mean, he's been very very poor at shooting. Cavs are not afraid to leave him open in the playoffs. Uh, Sixteen minutes, uh, zero points, two personal fouls, minus twenty, and two rebounds. That is that's pretty terrible. And then of course, you know, Clay Thompson had a very anemic first half uh the Cavs did a really good job defending him i thought the Cavs really again in the third quarter lost their contain on steph and clay they did um and yeah, oh, lost yeah i was about to say dude, we need to cut, discuss yeah. that he I, can't play another minute in the series and he expect absolutely that. cannot he just, he's got to be done uh, i mean it's just it's infuriating and i thought I thought that uh, my buddy, my buddy Kenny was at the game too, and he was like, he said that you know Delhi had that ice pack thing or whatever that that brace that is underneath his warm up, and I thought that maybe Delhi just had some back issues and he wasn't available to play. So after my initial, the yeah, and then he played at the end, and then I was just totally confused because like how how is it that Mo Shump and Dante Jones get in before before Delhi does? Yeah. Actually, Jones had great minutes, but like play Jones and Chum or, or, or Jones and Delhi. Yeah. But I never want to see Chump get lost coming oh around the screen so again. I can't do it. I can't do look it. Look at Iman Shumpert's numbers. Yeah. 13 minutes, negative 13. If you go negative 13 in your 13 imp- 14 impactful minutes when yeah. your team wins by 14, like 15, yeah. Uh, that is not good. And no, it was one by 30 fouls. A turnover and some of the worst defense I've ever seen and some of oh my God. the worst offense I've ever seen. So on every play where I specifically watched Shumpert for the entire defensive possession, Steph Curry lost him. There was yeah, one so. play. I, I can't remember exactly what the possession was, but the uh, Warriors had it kind of like off the wing uh, on the key. And are on the three point line, I mean, and Steph went around a screen and went like kind of up the, the middle of the, the court towards the basket and Shumpert just lost him by like four feet. It was yeah. crazy. I just watching that go down. I was like, I mean, luckily they didn't see Steph and so he didn't get the ball, but just losing your man that badly when you're known as a defensive stopper. And, and not only that, 
Shumpert was supposed to be the three and D guy for the Cavs. And right. crazily and, enough, it kind of seems like J.R. Smith has turned into that. Yeah, and the other thing was the fouls. I mean, fouling, oh my God. fouling guys under the basket that are, you know, 85-plus percent free-throw shooters. So uh, stupid. Was was not good. He was he was total garbage. Uh, Mo Williams played six minutes and had four points and actually wasn't a total dumpster fire. He wasn't. He was pretty decent on defense. And not only that, Dante Jones. With what? Dante Jones had an enormous play at the end of the first half. Huge uh, three point play, kind of yeah, running across the lane, throwing some, throwing something up. And then uh, just played really good defense for that that three minute stretch, which I thought was really big. Were you going to say get something, it, Ben? Get yes, sorry, Ben. Yeah, I mean he he got that really great box out position that drew a foul on Green over the back. Yeah, uh, I mean he, he's a smart guy. I mean he's he's not as talented nor as ever as talented as Virtue Jefferson, but they have a little bit of the same kind of like late career intelligence. Right. Yeah. As far as like you know, well timed cut, knowing what he's doing, I would rather throw him out there. Then I just can't. I'm having a really hard time because this team, you know, even Love, he had some trouble because of his speed, but he made some decent plays. Yeah, Kyrie had a wonderful defensive game, just a fantastic defensive game. And then you see Shump, who's who's the guy who you're at least hoping is going to be good one on one, and we all know he gets lost off ball, but he was he was just a disaster. I mean, just as in, bad as you can be in every phase of the game. Seriously, yeah, and so just don't don't play him. And when 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 I'm seeing Delhi on the bench, I, I just can't. No, and, and there's no way Delhi could have been worse. No, yeah, I don't no. understand why we're giving why we're seeing minutes given to to Shump. In some ways, over Delhi. I felt Delhi's like, as big as Shump. Well, and that uh, so the second quarter that run was all on Shump, and then the third quarter when Golden State cut it to eight. Um, or yeah, they cut it to eleven, and I felt like it was a ten zero run, and it was all on Ty Lue and his maddening that that stretch at the end of the third when LeBron was playing point guard when he was clearly exhausted and clearly needed a a break yeah. was a huge run for the Warriors and I when it, Shum, when Shumpert was in for that too and yeah. was losing Clay on every possession and when Cass exactly couldn't did do anything Kyrie his toe huh. When exactly did Kyrie hurt his toe? I'm trying to remember. Uh, it, it was on, like yeah. late third, like midway late third, yeah. And it was um, so that, that someone stepped right? stepped on his foot. Um, like, but he, scanned he, it into someone's foot. I'm worried. Yeah, about. yeah. I think he stepped on. It. I think he'll be all right. But I mean, he he's seemed got to play. Okay. That he he yeah. may. I I'm guessing. My bet is it's some kind of either some kind sprain of turf or, toe, like a sprain yeah. toe or something. Or he could have broken a toe, but he'll play no matter what. There's no question. Yeah. My let's hope it's just and not the ligament and not like a jam toe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, beyond all that, going back to uh, Jones for a second, one of the things that I noticed with him was even in just the five minutes that he played, he was getting in people's head, yeah. which was kind of interesting. There's that sort of like sophisticated mind game that he was playing that I loved, and I honestly wouldn't mind seeing him on the floor for five minutes in the next game if they have. He's playing great from the sideline too, so that's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, you saw that where he can play from the sideline. Yeah, which um, the NBA absolutely has to get rid of that. That has to be an automatic technical. Or encourage it. Either <laughs> way is good. Yeah, no middle ground. <laughs> well, yeah. so here's, here's another thing that we need to at least – two things that we need to bring up. First of all, Kevin Love, despite the fact that he was in foul trouble in the limited minutes that he played, I thought he played a fantastic game. 
I he really was very did. very good at the beginning of the second half. Uh, he was he hit that big space. three. Yeah, hit that big three, defending in space, uh, drawing fouls on guys, getting to the line, and he was he was switching on two or three guys in a play. And he really is. Job. His defense has come up big time in this yeah. series. I know, but then you know, he started losing his man toward the end of the second. Yeah, and yeah. I I honestly thought that that one foul he drew on Curry was kind of crap. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, gee, that's one of those fouls that conspiracy theorists can point to. But the rest of them were good. I thought he had a, a solid game. Uh, didn't play a ton, clearly, because of foul trouble. And then Richard Jefferson played 32 minutes. So he played the starters' minutes and, you know, plus 15, six rebounds. Uh, the Cavs got lucky, basically. So you think the Cavs got lucky the whole game? No, I'm, I said that the Cavs got lucky that Love got in foul trouble. Uh, oh no! See, I disagree. I think Love played well. I think he would have continued to. Play I agree well. that he played well. I agree that he played well. But these are not mutually exclusive arguments. He yeah, played yeah. well for Love, and that was not better for the team to yeah. have him out there playing well. Well, I did twelve. It's better to have him on the bench. <laughs> twelve minutes may be his sustainable. You know, if he's getting twelve and Jefferson's getting thirty-two, that that's not a bad setup for the way that the Cavs are playing right now i mean i continue to disagree with this but uh, honestly i think love Wait, is one of those guys. you like kevin love now is that, is that <laughs> yeah. what in what world no, I really like kevin love. <laughs> no i i really think and you know his uh real plus minus has supported this basically he's been a good player for the Cavs on defense through this entire series i think he's been underratedly good they, he played he's been playing hard He's doing well defending under the basket. He's getting in guys' faces and contesting shots. He, he had a block at the end of, uh, or in the the end of the, the, probably about midway through the third. That was was they didn't catch on film, but it was really nice. I mean, right under the basket, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I, had, I, he's had some nice plays. I think he contested, but he didn't actually get it. In any case, like I, I, I think I agree with everything you're saying, Mallory. But it's it's just the team is much much better when he's not. When he's not there for the, how the rest of the team functions, even if I, I'm I, I would agree like, with that. Yeah, I mean, well, and just the thing, everything else in line. The thing about Love that the Cavs are missing is that he really is a talented scorer. He really is, and that well, like, yeah, but I mean, it's all superfluous at this point. Yeah, we can worry about you know as long as the Cavs win, we can worry about what Love's role is next in the future. Year. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying I think he could have a big game seven. I really do. I think he's poised for it. If you look at the numbers when when Love plays a lot versus when he doesn't, and Tristan Thompson's numbers, basically the less Love you see, the better Tristan plays. And one would think initially point. that you know they don't occupy the same space, and the Love should theoretically spread the floor for Thompson and all that stuff. Right. But it's less to do with that than it is just. If you have Thompson at the five and LeBron at the four, the dynamics, uh, the dynamicism, that word, it's, it's, it's early guys. The it's dynamics, early. yeah. The, uh, the, that it just changes the entire floor geometry. And, and Thompson is, is constantly going against air when he's going against the first, uh, line of, of box out guys. So like he can always get by one or two guys, but like, when love is in there too, there's a different kind of box out strategy. I, I, I totally understand that. And I can agree with it. So, you know, and speaking of the way Kevin or, um, Tristan Thompson, I thought tonight was, might've been the best game I've seen Tristan Thompson play from a defensive rebounding standpoint. Oh, absolutely. Uh, 14 defensive rebounds, uh, just really controlled the glass, uh, 
throughout, not having to deal with Bogut was really big for him, and it speaks a little of what you were just saying, Ben. Um, but defensively, he was phenomenal uh, out on those switches. Oh my uh, God, he is. I the think Cavs he might be did the- such a good job of running guys off the line, him included. Uh, it, it was really, really fun to watch. Um, I, I have two ahead. things I want to say about that. So, well, not about that, but two things that I think are kind of imperative to the way that the Cavs played offense and defense with their switches. First off, Tristan Thompson has to be the best pick and roll defender in the NBA, right? If not the best, one of the best as from a big, a, as a big, yeah. I, I don't think we need to like go. I don't think we need to go that far necessarily. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like he's so efficient at switching onto <laughs> the players that the Warriors are throwing out there because he's a great perimeter defender, which is something that you typically don't need your big man to be good at on pick and roll switches because you figure out a way to switch them back on the the big that's going to the rim. But the Warriors are so good at switching guys out and then playing them on the perimeter and getting guys like Steph Curry to hit these like three point shots. So you need Tristan Thompson to be a really good perimeter defender. And he is which is crazy. He takes Steph on one-on-one a lot and doesn't lose that battle, which is insane. I mean, I don't even know how that's possible. Well, he loses that battle at times, but he hasn't lost it the last couple of days. Right. What are you going to say, Ben? I mean, I, so, yeah, I mean, we're talking about pick-and-roll defense. It's not just about being able to switch on a smaller guy and guard it. I mean, there's so many there's so many things that go into being the back line of defense and right. how much you, you know, like the Marcus all, how much you had Joker versus these small little in-between steps that, that totally kill the pick-and-roll so you don't even have to switch. Now, against the Warriors, it's a totally different story, of course, and his ability to to stay dedicated to the game plan and stay down on jump shots yeah, and the times when he leaves his feet on jumpers, he's almost always leaving his feet and landing further in toward the hoop. So it's making it clear to the refs that he's actually not, you know, whether like jumping in yet. Yeah, yeah. And so I've been it's really actually incredible. I've, I've noticed that as well, and it's amazing and, that he's able to and it works body. well against the Warriors, whose fourth quarter offense was pump fake and throw the, throw ourselves into somebody. Oh my god, <laughs> <It was> ridiculous! <laughs> I have one other thing I want to talk about. Well, <laughs> how, how 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 brilliant. So was, before you do that, uh, you know, so just closing out, Tristan Thompson plus thirty two for the game, clearly, uh, and six or six from the field, three of. Also, his statting up and uh, hitting free throws tonight was really big. Uh, uh, how many did he hit? Three or four. Nice. But I would I, say this is the best game. I think this is the best game of his career. Like, and obviously the, the stakes are, you know, yeah. help that. But in terms of just all around game and his influence on the, on the entire floor, because in transition, those, those rim runs that he was making after incredibly, you know, hard fought defensive possessions and then him running out and LeBron, you know, obviously finding him on those. But I mean, he was giving LeBron a, a great angle, either over the top or with that bounce pass. And that oh energy gosh. was just incredible. I mean, he that was, rim run loss was where, everywhere. Where he threw it, where LeBron threw it over three guys. Was yeah, incredible. unbelievable. I mean, not only was the pass incredible, but like you said, the, the rim run and the catch and finish were phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and the three assists. Yeah. yeah I can't exactly. believe he had three assists. That's insane. I, I was trying to think of the moments when he had them, and they were... Mostly to LeBron, right? No, uh, he had a couple to Love. Uh, one, Love got a three. Another one, Love uh, got to the line. 
Uh, <laughs> yes. So he had the corner three. He had this two two yeah. line, basically, and he also had some hockey assists that that came from ball rotation. I mean, he he finally got the message of when when to use that floater and when to dump off. And yeah. It was it, it was great. He was I, fantastic. I noticed him resetting plays. Like he'd be under the basket, clearly was not going to make the shot, and then kind of with pretty decent ball handling, dribbled back out towards the perimeter to find an open man, mm-hmm. which was kind of or not an open man, but just let, like allow Kyrie Irving to reset the play or J.R. Smith to reset the play. And I was really impressed with his ability to do that tonight. Like yeah. truly. So what were you going to bring up, Mallory? Okay, I think the biggest factor in this game that we haven't discussed was the fact that LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers switched LeBron onto Steph Curry on almost every possession. Are you talking offensively or defensively? Offensively. Yes. Almost every possession. For and the first three sense. quarters, for sure. I think that was the single biggest game changer for the Cavaliers. And it was probably why Steph Curry got so frustrated. On almost every possession, you saw LeBron James intentionally switched onto Steph, and he was destroying Steph Curry. Just destroying him. I mean, Steph. Yeah, he was. He was. Steph Curry cannot defend LeBron James. Like, there's just no way. And I think that was the biggest factor as to why the the Cavs were able to take such a big lead so quickly. They really that was true, and also LeBron's ability to hit those three three pointers and keep the defense honest. Yeah. So that they don't have to completely sag off him. Uh, Those are huge. That's that's really big, and if he's shooting. Even forty percent from three, it's he's a completely he's almost an unguardable player. So and that's basically what he's been through the last yeah. two games. So yeah. Um, but really, I mean, that whoever crafted up the strategy to basically bully Steph Curry, and I think it really did get to him, which is why you saw so many fouls committed by Steph. Like yeah. whoever came up with that, you know, I tip my hat to you. That was brilliant. Yeah, the Cavs I mean, aren't getting you know, that many calls some... next game, but yeah, go ahead. The middle school teacher or coach or whatever who came up with that strategy 20 years ago. I mean, like everybody, everybody knows to do that to Curry. It's the question of whether the guys are going to be dedicated enough to the game plan to do it all the time, right? And and find the guy to do it. And so a lot of the game, they're hiding him on J.R. Smith, and J.R. Smith is so good in these past three, two, three games at setting the screen against LeBron's man. And as Curry is trying to, to hedge ahead of time, a lot of times the defender will go toward his own guy to, to stay in front of the pick. And, and JR is just kind of illegally warrior style pushing both guys together. And he's just yeah. like kind of blocking two guys and it's beautiful. And you do it until you get called for it. Yeah. Just like yeah, the JR Smith has set some, some, yeah. Very good screens. And he's he's yeah. full backing up, and it's great. He, he really, yeah. it, honestly, so let's, JR's let's look at JR's line tonight. 40 minutes, 4 of 10 from 3. But this is the really impressive thing, the floor game. Four rebounds, three assists, three steals, a block, and zero turnovers in and a plus. Wow. Game. He, was, he was everywhere. He had that beautiful assist to Tristan Thompson on the hey, drive. Oof. Yeah, on, on the drive. To LeBron, finally. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he played a fantastic floor game, and I mean, the Cavs starting unit, uh, you know, and then with Jefferson as the sixth man, uh, really a phenomenal six man unit, and that they were they were fantastic tonight. Um, yeah, and like you said, and defensively, J.R. Smith, you know, they didn't lose Clay Thompson at least not till later in the game on that 
uh, where the where basically he comes and sets the fake screen on on Curry and then goes to the opposite wing. Uh, they didn't lose him on that. Uh, you know, did you think Jr. played a fairly decent defensive game, Ben? Yeah, absolutely. He did. I mean, some of those you're gonna lose the guys sometimes. I yeah. mean, you're just going to. Oh, but especially a against a team that sets screens like that. Yeah, but the thing that I really liked is something that Trump still does, doesn't understand is that JR was really ta- tailing, and Kyrie did it a lot better this game too. Yeah. They're really tailing the, or the 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 player around the screen instead of trying to shoot the middle. Right. And this is the thing that Ben Gundy talks about all the time, and he's yeah. right. Like you can't you can't shoot the middle against Not those against guys. State. They will. They yeah. want you. To, that's what they want. Yeah, I, I so, think Kyrie's played a brilliant defensive series. Sorry, well, go ahead. The last two the series, games. I would, I can't oh, agree yeah. on this series, no, but this was, this game was State, fantastic. So. Yeah, this game last, was fantastic. This the last was, two this games was, have been very good. Yeah, but this game specifically, I really felt yeah. that he he was manning up one on one in a way that he sometimes doesn't, and yeah. also just constant contact. And whose weak side help was there? I mean, he he played well, and you know, I we're especially you know you and I, Nate, have been as hard on Kyrie, and you know, basically the blog in general, we're pretty hard on Kyrie, and you know, he he answered every question. I was talking to a buddy, and he was like, "I wish you would do it all the regular season." I'm like, "Whatever. If we, if, you know, we get to celebrate a championship." <laughs> Like, <laughs> Who cares what he does? And take, yeah, take the regular season off. And, right. and he like, is twenty-four care. years old. This is where you grow. You know, these are the moments yeah. that make separate you from being a good player and a great player. So, yeah, I mean, he's been he's been fantastic, uh, and just enough of a threat to pass and drive in, get into the line tonight. Uh, you know the shooting's been very good. Uh, not wasn't just shooting lights out like it was the game before, but uh, still, you didn't need him to. No, he did. Well, LeBron was shooting lights out, so he didn't. Need <laughs> him to. And uh, yeah, the defense was was very very good. Um, right, so here's my big question now: What do we expect for Game Seven? I I don't know. What do you expect? I I'm asking you because I'm terrified to say anything. Uh, I I. <laughs> If the Cavs come out with the same mentality they've had the last two games, which is let the Warriors run their mouths and let them be the ones doing the talking and you just go out and play your game. The Cavs have kind of had a steely-eyed, focused look before both of the last two games. And I, I, I'm not one of those big body language doctors, but you could just kind of see that they were very in the moment and in the game uh, from from the very tip. And... If they come out with that mentality, anything can happen. I, I think, like Ben says, a lot has to do with how it's officiated. Uh, if if we get a fairly called game, the Cavs have a chance. If if the Warriors are getting away with everything, they don't. But the Cavs have the momentum right now, and they're the aggressors. And the refs always seem to favor that. So, you know, I I'm gonna I'm gonna call a Cavs victory. Cavs, yeah. LeBron James is gonna gonna go off, and the Cavs are gonna Cavs are gonna win. One thing I want to bring up really quickly before I, I go into my prediction, um, I can't remember who it was that said it on ESPN after the fact, but they said basically that um, that uh, they had never seen LeBron smack-talking as much as he has in the last two games. 
Like LeBron, who's usually pretty quiet on the court, was really getting in Steph's head. And I honestly got Oh, yeah, think, that swatty head where he was just oh, uh, John all Adams. over him. But here's the I thing. I jumped out of my bed. <laughs> that was awesome. Here's the thing. I mean, the Warriors a little bit did what you were never supposed to do to Jordan, which was piss him off. And, like, I don't know why they were talking so much garbage. I think the Warriors really thought the series was over when they got to 3-1. Oh, I definitely think they thought and the series was over. Now they, they had a little bit of a deer in the headlights look, and they are front runners. And LeBron kind of took all of it as motivation and said, you know, I'm going to take the high road, but I'm going to beat your butts on the court. He probably didn't use the B word. He probably used the A word. But, I mean, and, <laughs> and he's done it. And I, I think we can say the A word, Nick. <laughs> So, I mean, tonight he had a couple defensive lapses, but for the most part, very good defense. Uh, had that fantastic block on Curry. Had that great block on uh, Draymond where he blocked the initial shot and then had the second effort to tip it away, which is something I haven't seen from the Cavs this series. Uh, really, defensively, he's been, he's been very good. And I, I thought game... Five was one of his best defensive games I've ever seen from him. He was insane how all over the court he was. I mean, Ben? Yeah, ben, what's, what's your prediction on this? Yeah, what's your prediction, Ben? Um, <laughs> you don't want to bring us down, huh? I, I just don't, I don't expect the refs to call a good game. I just can't. I can't see a game seven with that crowd. The refs calling a good game. If they call a good game, then absolutely the Cavs have a shot. But I just I don't see it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The other thing that is going on is that the death lineup is hurting right now, and the Cavs. But I agree with you. The Cavs have got to go five on seven most of the game, and they got to win that battle. And they've got to know that, and they can't let the refs, you know, dictate the game. And Lou has got to work the refs that game. That's the one, my biggest complaint about him is he doesn't work the refs during the game, and, and he has got to. He may have to take a technical at some point during that game. I don't know. If, if, if they win and Delhi doesn't play a minute, then I'll be pleased as punch. You know, I don't, I don't <laughs> care. Like, I just want to win. But I, I don't, I just don't see the point of some of these rotations. I just I, don't understand them. I, I one level like so I had in my brain I was thinking okay he's hurt okay if he's not hurt maybe they want to maintain the same kind of style of play and Delhi's team style of play would wreck their ISO ball so okay put Mo in there that makes sense yeah but Iman like, Shumpert was hot garbage tonight yeah like Shumpert is not a better defender against any kind of player than Della Vadova, <laughs> except for maybe a very small like uh, jitter, jitterbug like Isaiah Thomas type guy. Like, Trump does a pretty good job of using his size and is quick enough to keep yeah. some of those guys in front of him a little more. Trumpert is decent against shorter ball dominators. Yeah, but that doesn't, that's not the same kind of player he's playing. Yeah. You need somebody who's just constantly going to make the right intelligent decision and that the chips fall where they may after that. But, like, the size difference, too, and part of the reason why I brought it up in, in the point forward with, with Robert is, like, he has the strength to at least s- slow down some of these back downs if he does get switched onto a bigger guy. 
Right. And so it's not like it's not like you're sacrificing any strength by you know playing Shump or playing Delhi over Shump. You're not making a sacrifice. Delhi is stronger than Shump, really. Yeah. He is. He's a strong and let's robot. talk about the worst part of Shump right now is what the heck is going on with his hair right now. Oh my god! That's where I'm out. That's where the bald guy goes to sleep. <laughs> the half Hubert on the right pyramid on the right side. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> it's beautiful, and I love to be able to grow it. <laughs> okay. Those lost. So awesome lost. game by the Cavs tonight. Uh, LeBron James one for the ages. Another two straight 41, 41 point games. Uh, he had the monster rebound game in Game Five tonight. Was eleven assists and four steals and three blocks. Just everywhere on the court, uh, doing whatever he wanted. Um, he, playing downhill most of the game. Uh, only really kind of thought he dragged towards the end of that third quarter when the whole team was dragging. But, but then he picked it back up again, which he, was pretty he amazing. It back up. So yeah. All right. Here's the final question for you guys, Nate. Where are you watching Game Seven? Uh, I'm going to try to hit the Cavs watch party, but we'll see what happens. Oh, man. Ben? I don't know. Maybe I'll try to scrounge up some Clevelanders somewhere in Germany because this, <laughs> this is going to be. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so I've, I've already said I, I have a really hard time watching these games at bars. It's just it's distracting. So uh, I'm, I'm inviting everyone that I know that is even remotely into the idea of watching the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm going to New Jersey to buy a crap ton of Dortmunder. <laughs> a crap ton of Dortmunder. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to hunker down for the big game. And if they win, I'm coming out for the parade. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, no question. I mean, every, when they when they win. Yeah, <laughs> knock on wood, guys. I don't, I don't, believe, in, I don't believe in jinxes, though. So. I just hope that Nate is prophetic. <laughs> I have stuck with him the whole Thanks, time. man. <laughs> I have yeah. kept the faith. I, I I believe they can win. And tonight, I mean, if they don't, it's Cavs in nine, right? Tonight they look like the fresher, healthier, better, more mentally. They were better. They were better. They were just they straight were. up better. All the arguments against like the the last game of like, oh, well, the Cavs can't replicate the forty forty one order. All that kind of stuff. It's not relevant because they were just the better team this game. They were. They were better. But, they were healthier. They were more aggressive, and. uh that they were better, like you said. So, and, and with that, uh, we're going to call it a night and tell you go Cavs. Can't wait for game six. When is game six on? 8 p.m. or 7 is 8 p.m. Sunday. 8 p.m. Sunday. Cannot wait for 8 p.m. Sunday. Uh, we will, I'll be thinking about it all the time. I, I am quite positive we will have a post-game celebration uh, in store after the game, so uh, uh, I don't even, always, if, if that's the case, I don't think celebration is doing justice to what. As we'll, always, <laughs> go Cavs! Go Cavs! Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.